Hey, everyone. This is John Hewlin, host of the Relationships and Revenue podcast, and you are listening to part two of my interview with Colette Brown. Now, if you didn't check out part one, I suggest you stop listening to this one, go back to part one, check all of that out first, then come to this one. Because remember, Colette Brown is an amazing lady. She is a personal wellness advocate, entrepreneur, host of the Limitless Healing with Colette Brown podcast, speaker, and much, much more. So I hope you checked out part one and get ready for part two of my interview with Colette Brown. Life is all about relationships and great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue Podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world, representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show. How would you define success? Um, doing what you love without compromise. And, and it also encompasses your, your health and your wealth revenue, right? If mm -hmm. you're spending your health to build your wealth, then when you're older, you're going to spend your wealth on your health. Why mm -hmm. not do that simultaneously? That's success. And if we don't have the wealth, we can't show up comfortably in life either. And you don't have to be, you know, a, a billionaire. Um, but the wealth aspect, I believe is really important because I want to travel the world with my children. I want to give them things. I want to create opportunity and show them how to, and so, so success to me is being able to keep your health and your wealth, do what you love and be able to show up in the world doing and sharing your your gifts in the way that you should. Love that. Love that. When you think of a great leader, what comes to mind? What characteristics come to mind? Innovation, non-negotiables, creativity, discipline, seeking advice, surrounding oneself with those people that inspire you, whether it's a, a mastermind of people on earth or not and asking for help mm. and not being afraid to fail. We failure mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. And mm -hmm. if we can embrace that and not be afraid of failure, uh, that's where I think it differentiates leaders and people that are not because leaders understand that failure is a component and fail fast, fail hard get up, dust yourself off, keep going. For sure. For sure. Coming up very close to wrap up time here. But before we do that, I promised folks earlier, how can they find you? Yes. So you can find me. Instagram is probably where I'm most active. I'm going to start getting back onto LinkedIn soon, uh, but at Wellness by Colette, it's C-O-L-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. And my website, wellnessbycolette.com. Uh, my retreat for women um, is www.travelwithcolette.com. And 
Uh, my new brand coming out is called Nucopia and UCOPIA. I don't have anything out on it right now that is being built while we speak. And you can look for my product. Hopefully by Q1, it will be ready for market. Oh, okay. And um, some test testing between now and then um, is is underway. But uh, that's that's how you can reach me. And um, feel free to DM me with questions. Um, and I I love more than anything to help people. And so I'm happy to give insight and just please devour the content I create because it's created for you. It's not for me because it's in my head. I already know it. I'm doing it for other people. So whatever I'm putting out is meant to be consumed and hopefully gleaned from. And then again, as always, do your own research and uh, don't just take my word, but but I might be I might be that beacon of light. If you're hearing this right now, it's because you're meant to take another step in your lifestyle journey of fine tuning a little bit better so that you can show up in the world better for those that you love, for what you do for yourself. Absolutely. Well, Colette, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for being here and for sharing some of the wisdom that you have acquired over these many years of trying to help yourself become healthy and live a different type of lifestyle. And now we are better because you got better. Yes. Well, it's the circle of life, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So thank you for being here and for sharing some of that with us today. Thank you, John. I so appreciate your time. Thank you. You bet. Thanks to all of you for tuning in today because you have given us your most precious resource and that's your time, something I know you can't get back. And I very much appreciate it. So thanks for being here today. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Get to some of these. Now, I have a, a few other questions that I wanted to ask you, Colette, uh, things that I typically ask my guests that the the audience likes to hear the responses to that because sometimes they're so varied that makes it very interesting. Mm -hmm. So here's another one. I, I did ask you to define success and we talked about leadership. What's your top daily habit? I have non-negotiables. Okay. I have many non-negotiables. Right. Um, one being my stretching exercise. Mm. I have committed that I, and I work out from home. I don't go to a gym because LA it's, <laughs> it adds on an hour or two to my day when I could stop and I could, I can work out for 30 minutes at home and in, in less time than it would take me to drive. So, so I, I think there's zero excuse for, for working out. You don't need to go to a gym, just do it at home, get a mat, have some weights. Um, I also have a TRX machine that hangs over the door. I have a Beckford bar. Um, yeah, I have one of those. You do? I do. Okay. I'm looking. It's right over there. I can see it. Awesome. Yeah. So in uh, the, the bands and you can, oh, yeah, you can do so many things with the wall and uh, mm -hmm. there, there's, there's no reason not to get that in. So one of those non-negotiables is exercise. My green drink. Um, we need <laughs> to have 20 yeah. to 30 vegetables, plants per week, different diversity. Mm. So when you're cooking, add spices in, do your Italian seasoning or um, your tarragon, like mix it up, dill, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But in my green drink, I usually have at least 12 different plants in there. Um, I do spirulina mm. matcha as well. Um, I do 
sea vegetables, like, like seaweed. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, so that's feeding that diversity in my gut. Mm -hmm. And I, um, every morning when I wake up, I do meditation. That's a Mm non-negotiable. The days that I don't, I fill it. Um, the whole day kind of seems to rush and I'm trying to grab and stick to the schedule and things are happening, um, that are not by design. And I found that if I can keep the meditation practice that, um, I can get through and I can, (laughs) I can stick to, um, to my day pretty well. Um, speaking to my, my children, telling them that I love them, showing them that I love them, Mm -hmm. um, is another one. And, um, just loving, loving myself. Like, do like, uh, it's, it might sound silly, but I love perfume and like, that's that's not silly at all. That's self-love to me when I, when I, you know, have perfume on, even if I'm by myself before I work out, it doesn't matter. Like I, to me, it makes me happy. And so do you should do it for you. Yeah. If you're doing it for somebody else, that's the wrong reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to not stink when you go into public, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, that's true. The French shower. But, um, what, what is it that, that you love? Is it, you know, and I, I love to read. Do I get to read all the time? No. And that's something that I, that I would like to weave in as one of my non-negotiables is just, you know, maybe 10, 20 minutes a day. I I haven't started that yet, but I have my non-negotiables that are like clockwork. And I don't even, it's just routine. Like I, I just do it because it's just that lifestyle that, that is, um, implemented, but those are the things. And then, um, being an entrepreneur, uh, work is never done. And I, I really try to make sure that I'm, my sleep is, is prioritized too. And that's something before I used to let go of my exercise to fit something in that's non-negotiable now. Like I, I don't compromise on that. Um, but sleep, uh, I, I would say minimum of six hours is what I'm getting. And like, ideally it's seven to eight. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I, I do call it quits because if I don't get sleep, then I know that I get sick. So for my body forces me into that one, because if I didn't need to sleep, I wouldn't probably (laughs) too much to do in life. And then Uh I do cold plunges. That's another non-negotiable once Mm -hmm. a week. Um, I do that. And, um, I find that it just makes me think better, feel better. Um, and it also makes you do something hard mm. and know that you can. Um, so it's a okay. mental toughness too, that comes along with a cold plunge. Sure. Tell me about a time you failed really big. And what was the result of that? Hmm. I, I, I'm going to go back to when I was in, when I was in corporate, the corporate America, my first Mm -hmm. stint was, I did technology, um, setting up data private lines in India, these call centers and, Mm. um, MCI WorldCom and Bernie Evers, Scott Sullivan bankrupt the company. Um, we started going down people that were 60 years old, were losing everything overnight and, um, was really sad. Um, and one of the lessons I learned there was I was young twenties and was told that I needed to be a hundred percent vested in WorldCom. So my stock options, my 401k. So whenever I would, you know, pay into my 401k, I maxed it out, got the benefit from the company as well and bought as many shares 
of WorldCom. And while it was going down, I was like, oh, I'm just buying a lot, a lot of more options that when we come out of bankruptcy, I'll have all these options. Like, mm -hmm. aren't I, I, I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't seek advice and, um, I, I should have been, you know, at that time, I probably lost a quarter of a million dollars, uh, wow. because I was very responsible. I was making a ton of money. Um, I was working really hard and, um, and I lost everything. Wow. And what I learned from that was in that time period, I didn't travel. I wasn't like really having fun. I was so focused on my future and finance, being financially responsible and, um, not playing as much that I learned. And then I saw these people around me that were 65 and, and they also were hundred percent vested and mm -hmm. they lost everything. I was, I was, you know, mid twenties at the time. Uh, I think I was 20, how old was I? 27, I guess, or 26, 27 when I finally left. But I learned that I could start over mm -hmm. and that I could take that information of not being vested 100% in one. You have to have diversity. And I think that applies to life. So work hard, play hard, you know, get diversity in your gut, 30 to 40 plants a week. Make sure that your financial portfolio is diverse. Make sure mm -hmm. that your, your friends are diverse too. Like, you know, mix it up. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yeah. That's probably a time that I, that was one of the, I, I have a couple more lessons, but that was one that I learned really young and mm. I'm happy that I did. I bet. I bet. Not for what it cost you, but ultimately what you learned from it yeah yeah as yeah. i as i've told my kids you know there are times in your lives where you think dad should come and rescue you and i'm not going to do it and it's going to seem really cruel but you're going to thank me later mm -hmm. because the lessons you, the younger you are the cheaper your lessons are yeah <laughs> and the the converse of that is also true the older you get the more expensive yeah. your lessons are that's right much more expensive and it's not always about money either mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the the biggest lessons i've learned in my life came as a result of my failed marriage mm. without a doubt nothing else and is then even there's that. To that oh yeah <laughs> there's definitely that looking in the rearview mirror uh -huh. um however the the lessons are that was our journey and mm -hmm. and that it's a beautiful thing because you can take from that and be thankful for it I'm thankful mm -hmm. and I'm, yes. I'm thankful I'm out and I'm thankful for my children and I'm thankful for sure. that I can help. I can say I've been there. Like mm -hmm. here's some things to think about young people before you <laughs> enter. <laughs> oh yeah. L but it's a journey for everyone. So it, it definitely is. It yeah. definitely is. Who is investing in you right now? You mean my business or, or not me? necessarily, but I, I, I guess my, the, the why, the why behind me asking the question, I believe in order for us to get better first as people and mm -hmm. second as entrepreneurs is the amount of investing we do. We have to invest in other people in order to learn from them. Mm -hmm. um, many of the relationships that I have 
The relationship that I have with you came as a result of an investment of time that I put into you and the things that you're doing. That's even how we're talking today. That has also been the case for me, for other people that I have known face to face, that I have invested in them and what they're doing and that created this wonderful relationship that we have. And, and I've learned a ton from those people. I've done the same thing for myself when I do things like when I participate in a mastermind or lead a mastermind, uh, when I receive coaching from someone else, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So when I ask who's investing in you, mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, right now um, I'm working on public speaking mm -hmm. and that's a big push. So I've invested or I've allowed others to invest in me okay. um, by helping me with that Nice. and putting that together um, in, in uh, yes, masterminds and relationships that people that understand the entrepreneurial journey that I create space for in my life to converse and share. Um, what I found is that when you share and you're an entrepreneur and you share that with someone who's not an entrepreneur, a lot of times it can take the wind out of your sails really fast. And it can, you know, you have this idea and this creation. I'm an inventor. I have a hundred ideas a day. And I have to stay really focused on yeah. what it is that I'm doing right now. Um, so if I, I've learned in the past, I've shared things. And I remember before I went into wellness, I had a really dear friend say, are you crazy? Like, do you know how many wellness people are walking around Santa Monica right now? Like everybody's, everybody's in wellness. Everybody's in, everybody, you know, and she didn't mean it in a bad way because she was trying to, you know, advise me on going and getting a corporate job and oh, okay. reinventing myself another way that was very stable because that's how she is. She cannot be an entrepreneur and she, the intentions were good, but what I learned from that, and there's many other times, but that one stung the worst because it was right after divorce and, and oh, yeah. I was reinventing and I'm like, okay, like I've got to make a really smart decision right now. And I'm feeling so passionate about this because I see where it can go. Mm -hmm. And she didn't share that vision. Yeah. So I learned also. So investing in friendships, relationships that give back to you and fuel that. And today she's very proud of me. And she's like, yeah, I'm so, you know, and I, I never, I've never rubbed it in her face once, yeah. you know, because of you, I almost didn't, but <laughs> 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 but you taught me a lesson to, um, to make sure that I'm sharing myself with people that can further where I'm going and can say, wellness is a great idea. And have you thought about starting a podcast? How else can you show up for your friends and, and, and people that you're working with? Like, have you thought about this platform that might help me bring people to you? You know, that's right. what an entrepreneur would say. It's Absolutely. a different conversation. So, so people investing in me that I allow to invest in me are those that 
can challenge me, hold me accountable, but also like push me into, Mm -hmm. into more into what I'm doing and, and hold that mirror up and say like, are you doing it the best? Like, how about this too? And Mm -hmm. this, so I hope that answers your question. It does. It does. And of course, related to that is how do you invest in you besides the speaking, which you just mentioned? Um, I invest in myself by, um, just little routines that my, you know, my non-negotiables, mm-hmm. um, that is showing me that I'm worthy of my time. I'm, mm-hmm. um, when I can feel good, I can think and perform better. Um, mm-hmm. when I'm tired, when I haven't exercised, when I haven't, um, drank my bone broth or had my green drink, I just feel, I don't feel so good. And then I, 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 I'm not, and then I'm not happy with the choices that I'm making because I'm making them based on a tank half empty instead of half full. And, um, my perfume, (laughs) my like little rituals that I, that I do for myself. Um, uh, I've got, it might sound silly, but I have a bracelet on Mm -hmm. and this is our, um, my daughters and I have the same bracelet and it's our coordinates of where we live. Oh, okay. Um, That goes on every day because that connects me to them in a really funny way. Like, it's like, we all wear it. And, and I know that like, it's silly, but like, that's something that that's intentionally when I put it on, like, I'm saying like a blessing for my children and like thankful that, that we're connected. Why do you think that's silly? Maybe to some people, I mean, I've heard, I've heard people are like, Hmm, you know, like, okay. You know, cause I get asked about it because there's a bunch okay. of numbers on my bracelet. Right. And, um, and for me, it's just, yeah, I don't care <laughs> right. if, yeah, I guess it, to me, it's not silly, but right. to other people, it might sound silly, but, but to me, it's a very, it's very intentional and it warms my heart and, um, people might think a hug warms your heart. That does too. But like putting this on, it doesn't matter where we are in the world. We're, mm-hmm. you know, different countries, um, different cities. And I put it on and I feel that warm hug from my girls. Well, see, that's, that's enough of a reason to have it on. It's yeah. If somebody else thinks that's silly, that's on them. That doesn't have to do with you. Right. Yes. Yes. So let me encourage you the next time somebody asks about it, just drive that thought from your mind. Don't even let it come into existence for you anymore. There's nothing silly about it. It's important to you and that's enough. Yeah. Yep. This is true. I like that. Just remember how much you paid for that advice. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. Oh, goodness. Um, I don't think I asked you this question earlier, but it's a good one. What are you doing, reading, or listening to every day that helps you grow? It doesn't have to be every day, but what are you doing right now? Yeah. Reading, um, listening to whatever it is. Right today, like this this last like week, I'm, I always have, I have books that I listen to. Okay. Um, I've got to my left of me, I have a cabinet that is chock full of, I, I love books. I devour books. And yeah. right now I felt very compelled to tap into Napoleon Hill. Oh, okay. I love Napoleon Hill. Any of the work I find so inspiring and 
it's just a different angle of mindset. And I want to learn from the giants. And I want to learn from people who are the entrepreneurial, yes, and how are you going to do that better? And so Napoleon here inspires me. And so mm-hmm. right now I'm, I'm, I feel like with where I'm at in my journey of creating my business, I've equated it to, I don't know if you've ever, ever seen um, the hundred foot wave. It's a documentary um, of a man who was like a retired surfer that goes to Portugal and sees this, these massive waves that nobody's surfing. And he's like, I wonder if I could surf it. And so in Hawaii, they have these jet skis that sling in people to waves that they can't Mm. catch. And, um, so he created this whole, it's, it's a annual thing now, but during like a certain point during the year, the waves are a hundred feet and, um, he created a whole phenomenon, but when you're watching it for the, with the footage, mm-hmm. like in your stomach, you just think, Oh, like, Oh, like, cause people can die. Yeah. They can get thrown against the rocks and a hundred foot wave. So I remember watching it just being so inspired. And, and then a couple of times, you know, in this journey, I, I like, especially now I feel like I'm, I am that the surfer that's being slung into the hundred foot wave of launching a food product. Mm-hmm. And, um, how does one, the mental training that he talked about going into the hundred foot wave and the physical training and the planning. And that's what I try to focus on. Like the eye of the storm, what is going on? Like if I'm standing and I can hold my space and I can see everything going on around me and yet stay calm Mm. in that moment, Mm -hmm. that is success. And so I I can't look at all the things around (laughs) me. I have to focus very intentional and um, just pushing the bar forward and by design, by physically staying fit, by mentally staying fit, focused, um, putting nutritious food in my body so that I can think right and um, healthy relationships. So I'm not distracted by nonsense in my life. Sure. Why did God create Colette? Another way of saying that is, why are you here? What's your purpose? I feel that I've been given gifts of being able to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter where I go in the world. People always approach me and Mm -hmm. they share the most intimate details. Complete strangers will tell me Mm -hmm. their life story. And I, inside of me, like I, I never judge it. I, and I know today, I know that people can do that because I do hold a space. Mm. Um, I've gone through very difficult things in my life that have also allowed me a different perspective and, and I can be a beacon of light to say, Hey, I've been there. I've Mm. been through this and in many different areas of my life. Um, and you can make it through the other side and I hold a space and I'm creating a product. Um, but I feel like my, my grounding is so intense that, that my, my gift 
my specialty is to hold space to allow people to know that they can too. And um, I don't know how, I don't know how to describe it any other way, but uh, we were talking a little offline that, you know, being, uh, I'm always a mother figure. I have people that are older than me telling me they wish that I was their mom. I have kids telling me they wish I I'm, I'm a mom to everyone that comes into my vicinity. And I think it's just for that reason that I hold space. I'm grounded and I'm a safe place for people to, to come and share. And, Mm. and I think it's inspirational too, that people know that they can. And so I want to be that inspiration and, um, and also that tough love of saying, you know, you want it, go for it, but it doesn't, it's not easy, but you can do it. I know you can't. And here's how, <laughs> cause I've been there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What do you do for fun? Um, I love to golf. I love to do my cold plunges. I go with, um, one of my best friends every week we go to the ocean, the Pacific ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hiking. Wait, is that really cold in the summer? Yeah. You'd be surprised. Um, okay. after the hurricane, the hurricane that came through, it was warmer, okay. uh, last week, but this week, um, we were, we were shivering coming out. It's, it never gets really warm here. Uh, mm-hmm. if you go further South, um, the Pacific gets warmer, but not not here. It's pretty cool. But in the winter, you've got the outside cool and then you have the water cold. So, um, well, that's also California cold. Let's keep that in perspective. So that's right. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love travel. Travel is, uh, is my passion mm. and, um, oh, I'm skipping the name. Um, Mark Twain said that. Okay the best education you can give your children is the gift of travel. And so that's been Mm. something that I live by just was in um, Europe with my children this summer. We went to Scotland and went all over. Uh, My older daughter did an internship. Uh, She's in Belgium and Mm. Germany and the Netherlands. And I I want them to see other cultures. And so for me, um, anything like getting out and exploring um, I love singing. I love mm. music. I love dancing. I, I love um, just, I, I love engaging in the world. And I eventually I'm going to, I used to play piano. Like I, I want to do that again. Um, I don't have time right now, but um, th- that's something that I hope soon will be like a 30 day non-negotiable that I sit down and, and play because it feeds my soul. Hmm. I like that. I like that. What would you say you're most grateful for? You can't use your kids. Everybody says that. I thought of them first. And then I thought that it's probably the way that I grew up. Okay. Because while it was, it was very, it was very difficult. It gave me the mindset of, um, there's something beyond yourself it's very selfless growing up in a huge family mm-hmm. and, and the gift of getting along with multiple personalities and, and the leadership and the work ethic and um, 
just, you know, it was, it was very, it was very, it was a lot of work and it was more work than it was play way more work than play. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I sometimes say like, I really didn't have a childhood because Mm -hmm. there was so much work, but at the same time, I, I say that the next half of my life, I want to make it up and I, I want to play a lot more because Mm -hmm. I want to make up for that last time. And, and I feel that if I didn't have that, and there's other things too, that, you know, that has shaped me, but I think having that background and the necessity of invention and um, and getting out into the world, I didn't have anyone to take care of me. I was on my own from you know seventeen. Like I, I've been mm-hmm. out there alone, and yeah. have had to have my own back. I haven't asked anything of anyone, and that that knowing that that I can. And life has taught me that whatever is thrown at me, that I'm resilient and I can get on my feet and I can start over. And mm-hmm. I think that's important. Just knowing that, uh, you can start from wherever you're at, like, don't, don't mm-hmm. take anything as defeat. It's just a new starting point. And, and then surround yourself with people who, um, help you because, life has given us a gift of wherever you're at, whatever it is, whatever the trauma, that's your gift because the most amazing people that I know have had the hardest lives and they have not had it easy and there's been adversity and they've risen above. And I think that is a superpower. Um, and yes, I'm very grateful for my children. (laughs) Which I understand. I understand what I like to say, Colette um, is it really comes down to the P3 and the P3 is this pain leads to purpose, which leads to platform Mm. typically in that order. You want to accomplish something huge in your life. You got to go through something. Yeah. So, you know, these young people, and I'll say 25 and under, you haven't lived long enough to be, to have gone through something really, really intense. I mean, you just haven't lived enough life in order to get there. So is there any wonder that some of these kids feel like they haven't really accomplished anything? Well, they haven't because they haven't gone through stuff. You got to go through stuff in order to get to the good stuff. Yeah. At least that's what I think anyway. And parents don't bail your children out. Um, Sure. I think that's a disservice. And I saw it with a relative who enabled Mm-hmm. And it was the saddest thing. And I'm mm-hmm. so happy that I witnessed it because there's so many times that we want to fix everything and make everything good and perfect. And it's mm-hmm. not. And and if you can teach them that resilience and you know what? You got to get yourself out of this. I'm here. You want to talk? I'm I'm here. And I love you always and forever, no matter what. And let me know if I can help. Um mm-hmm. advice. But, but bailing out is just disabling and it doesn't help them. And, and when you get older, you know, like, and there, there are times that absolutely everybody needs a lifeline and it can never Mm -hmm. not be no, like I, you know, everybody goes through something and to have a lifeline when you haven't had one, you know, for 30, 40 years is (laughs) a beautiful thing and it's appreciated and And it's almost like 
thank you. And I will repay you, you know, like, because right. you do appreciate it sure. so much. Um, so there's that. So parents, yes, let your children fall. Don't be a helicopter. Let them make mistakes at home while they're under your roof. Mm -hmm. Um, because they'll make them when they get out, when you're not there. So let them, let them sure. fail under your own roof, under your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Last question for you. Somebody comes to you and says, okay, Colette, I want to know you're an avid reader. What is your favorite book or what books are you reading now? Or they say something like, I need a new book to read. What comes to mind? What do you recommend? One of my um, go-tos is Viktor Frankl. Mm. And the talk about a, a life story of um, through concentration camp and he wrote a manuscript and it was taken away and then he rewrote it. And the journey of, of what is the purpose of life? And, mm. you know, when you see a fellow prisoner that, died and within 30 seconds you're taking off his shoes because it's survival yeah. and who are you at that point and what is important in life and what gets you through and it puts things in a perspective of of just like what is like what is life what what is the purpose what helps us through and one of the things that helped him through was envisioning his wife and he didn't know that she had already died but yeah. every day he had that vision and that kept him alive of, of I'm going to see her again. And, um, and it goes to show how powerful the mind is too, that whatever we put in it is what we're going to get back. So be mindful of your mind, fill it with good things. It's the only thing that cannot be taken away from you. So fill it with really good things. And I would say, my reading is 90% uh, self-help uh, biographies. And um, just because I, I want to fill my mind, my life with inspiration and, and I love science and the why behind things. And mm -hmm. um, so whatever lights you up and inspires you, mm -hmm. um, you know, let that be your, let that be your guide. But for me, it's, I would say he's, it's probably the book that that I I will reference and go back to and say, like, this is a must read. Okay, perfect. Well, Colette, thank you so much for sharing. Oh, I also, I have to say yes, to you. please, one more. Martha, Martha Beck, The Way of Integrity. Okay. Phenomenal. And it makes you, in every decision, making the right choice hmm. and with integrity. So- Okay. I'll just put that plug in. I, lo I love her book as well. Excellent. We'll yeah. be sure to list those folks in the show notes so you mm -hmm. don't miss that. And you'll have an opportunity to purchase them if you want to. And I highly right. recommend doing that. Actually, yeah. I'm going to go back on that and say it a different way because you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, heard me say this before. Buy two. Always buy two copies of every book you get. One for you, one to give away. Mm -hmm. Always, always, always do that. That Good way idea. you don't, you don't loan out books and not get them back. Yeah, that's right. I only figured that out like five years ago, Colette. So I don't <laughs> know why it took me so long, but it did. <laughs> yeah. You don't get it back. Right. Right. So yeah. that's what I do now. So. Yeah. Okay. I like well, that. Well, thanks. Thanks again for being here. Really appreciate your time. Thank uh, you. Just 
means a lot to have you share with us. And man, I you've given me a lot to think about today. Um, not just to ponder, but like, okay, some things to begin to implement immediately. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. to me, that to me is the essence of a great conversation. It's it was meaningful. There was connection on both sides. And I have things to think about long term, but things I can start to work on right away. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. You're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here and to share. And thank you for giving me the opportunity and the space to help more people to reach your audience so that we can all live healthier. And um, so that that's an honor. Thank you so much, John. You bet. And again, thanks to all of you for being here. Uh, love being able to share this time with all of you. It means the world to me to be able to do that with you each and every week. So thanks for being here. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.